The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there, and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive on the Companion. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Ken Napsok. And this is our diving show. Uh, not actual water, but uh, diving into the deep, deep waters of Star Wars. Every episode, we find something kind of obscure, weird, fun, wild in Star Wars, and we just discuss the hell out of it. And this week, I am extremely excited for the topic, Ken. Mm. The topic is something very close to my heart, although it is not physically close to the character's heart, but a different body part. It is Boba Fett's knee darts. Oh, yes. We're doing it. We're finally doing it. Oh, this is wonderful. Boba Fett is springing back into action on our screens, and I figured why not dive into, you know, one of the most beloved and well-known things about Boba Fett, his knee darts, right? This is uh, this is amazing. I can't wait to dive into this because... Since pretty much the since I've known you of uh, six seven years now, the knee darts, uh, Boba Fett's knee darts, has been one of your favorite things in Star Wars. <laughs> it is one of those things that I think about a lot, so I'm excited to talk about it here. Uh, we always like to just go with the basic info. We take a look at uh, StarWars.com databank and then uh, Wikipedia, which is often more expansive than the StarWars.com databank, and look at just the basics, uh, the history of the thing we're talking about. Ken, Boba Fett's knee darts are so deep, so esoteric in Star Wars lore that they don't actually have an entry that I can find on StarWars.com databank. What? Oh, who do we <laughs> got to write over there? Dan Brooks or someone over there? That's ridiculous. It's a travesty. Uh, and even I, I, I went to Boba Fett's entry and then there's a lot of supplemental stuff and uh, there is a gallery of his weaponry and it's pretty basic. There's only five weapons and he's got more than that on his body, but yeah. no love for knee darts. Uh, so we're going to have to go to Wikipedia. There are a couple different entries. So uh, the main Wikipedia entry is uh, it's titled, the official title is Knee Pad Rocket Dart Launchers. And it says Knee Pad Rocket Dart Launchers were a type of rocket dart launcher worn and fired from a knee pad. (laughs) (laughs) Real straightforward. And then it, uh, you know, really elaborates that such weapons were incorporated into the armor worn by both Jango Fett and his son, Boba Fett. And mm. that's a, that's it. it. It basically comes from the sources are the, you know, character encyclopedias over the years as they get updated. <laughs> um, so then there's some, there's some deeper stuff uh, in, in Wikipedia, which we'll get to. Uh, but this is so great that we don't have a ton of information that we can actually Google. So we have to go into uh, documentaries. Uh, I'm sure this is, exists other places, but for me, this is where I've seen it recently. Is that recent documentary about uh, Boba Fett called Under the Helmet, uh, which we talked about on our main Force Center feed, really enjoyed. Uh, and I, I paused on one of the early illustrations before this character was even Boba Fett when he was more of a, like, maybe some kind of super stormtrooper. I don't know. Uh, in, in very early idea, concept drawings, uh, there are rocket dart units. And then in that uh, documentary, we also see uh, the great uh, sound designer, uh, editor Ben Burt, 
doing that show and tell of an early Fett costume for the crew in England in 1978, uh, where he's got the little microphone like he's hosting a game show. <laughs> and you just going head to toe and going, this is a, this is what uh, this guy's got. He's got some of this. He's got some of that. And there's the moment where he points to the knees and says, these, uh, these also shoot some sort of dark projectiles from each knee. Uh, so we know that this has been with Boba Fett since the very beginning. Uh, but then it it blossomed, right? Because in season two of Mandalorian, the episode The Tragedy, the rocket darts, the knee rocket darts finally explode into full glory. There's that scene where uh, Fett's been just uh, on a rampage of terror. And right at the end, he raises his knee on a rock and he shoots two darts, which explode into sparks as they take down two stormtroopers. And it is so terrifying that the stormtroopers then scream back to the ship back to the ship and run for their lives that is the terror of boba fett's knee darts i am uh convinced that you wrote that scene i uh i think uh, i think you were consulting on that i love this man rocket darts fired from boba fett's knees they are this is amazing i think like the the collective psychic energy of fans of all ages who've been thinking about knee darts uh, for a very long time. Like mm-hmm. I, I really think that uh, Rodriguez was, was reaching into uh, the force uh, that is the psychic energy of people's knee dart dreams yeah. <laughs> and saying, yeah. I got to validate this. I got to make this real and I got to make it pop. Yeah. Th- this is uh, goes to, to something I've, I've said a lot over on the main force center podcast feed of this shared unique experience where we all just think we connect to something small and we're the only one in the galaxy. And yet then suddenly you find out you're not alone and it feels so good that, uh, you know, uh, little Joseph Scrimshaw at some point was like, knee darts. I'm the only one. And then you no, I'm not. And, and, and my, it validates my journey and validates my discovery. of it. <laughs> there are millions of us who care about knee darts. Yeah. 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 It is. It's really validating. And then it's got that extra joy because it's just so weird, which we will talk about. Yeah. Uh want to be sure that I'm super clear on all the information that is out there. And I'm sure I, I missed a, a lot more information. But when you just Google Boba Fett's knee darts, one of the main things that comes up is this other entry on uh, Wikipedia, Ken, that's called Fex M3, which... <laughs> At first, it sounded like a droid that was, I don't know, maybe into some sort of adult behavior. I don't know. There's something about Fex M3 that sounds dirty. Or a a Um, pop punk band from the early 2000s. (laughs) Everybody give it up for Fex M3. Yeah. (laughs) Scratching that vinyl. Um, But Fex M3 is not a band or an adult activity, I guess. It is because it's a poison. I would call that an adult activity. Uh, But here's what the Legends tab has to say. FexM3 was a neurotoxin that was both potent and volatile. It attacked the brainstem and autonomic nervous system of most species. It was most potent when inhaled, but the chemical could be absorbed through the skin. It was used extensively by bounty hunters and members of the Assassin's Guild, usually delivered as the coating on a poison dart. This toxin could kill a target silently in less than 10 seconds by causing the brain to release its stored energy, thus boiling the target's brain... (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> Boba Fett used darts laced with this substance in his knee pad dart launchers. Uh, so that's legend stuff, right? There's so much storytelling with Boba Fett in uh, books and comics and uh, what was uh, used to be referred to as the EU, now uh, legends, a different canon from the main canon. But that's really interesting that it lived probably in lots of people's imaginations is th- those aren't just like projectiles that are like 
rockets, but they are coated in poison. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then the Canon tab for F, uh, FX or FX M3 uh, says very similar things, but shorter. And basically says this deadly mixture was loaded into the poison chamber of the Camino Saber Dart, a type of toxic dart. So, you know, look, when you're dealing with FETs, you're never going to be able to get away from FX M3. Also, you just summarize pretty well. Canon versus Legends. Canon said everything uh, Legend said, but shorter and to the point. <laughs> a strong opinion, uh, but I think a valid one. And finally, uh, as we're looking at the big picture information, I wanted to share this quote. Uh, this is from Jeremy Bullock, and it's from an interview and a behind-the-scenes things, uh, a little video that was shot in the lead-up to Attack the Clones. It's kind of a looking back on Boba Fett. Here he comes as a kid. Here comes his his bad daddy, Django. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, and Jeremy Bullock is describing his time on set in the Boba Fett costume in the original trilogy. And he is speaking in his lovely uh, British accent, which I will not do as a treat to listeners. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says, they had little knee pads where I could fire darts with. Uh, they were Velcroed on. And by the end of the day, they'd obviously slipped around. So you'd have to keep shifting them. And if I walked off, which I didn't do much of, they'd shoot across the room because the Velcro would snap off and fly. It wasn't easy. <laughs> That's hilarious. First of all, I mean, this is probably like early days of Velcro. I, I don't know the history of Velcro. I just remember it entered my life as a child in the early 80s. So it's yeah. fascinating that uh, they use that. Yeah, yeah. And I just love that reminder. Uh, much has been said about the appeal of Boba Fett being that he is this uh, just figure of mystery. You don't know exactly what he's about. He was so cool just standing around. But to hear the actor go, I was aware that I had knee darts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't have an opportunity to use them as I was mostly standing around looking very cool. Uh, what about me? Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. A good, solid uh, Jeremy Bullock uh, recollection of knee darts. Let's get into our mm. knee dart feelings, Ken. Mm. Do you remember how or when you became aware of Boba Fett's knee darts? Yeah, when did we first meet? 2014 at a, at a <laughs> convention uh, lobby bar? Um Around, uh, I, I've grown up with them. I've been aware of them. Love Boba Fett's outfit. Uh, I, I though, this is what the, this is the point of the show is finding our different uh, specific interests. I, I know you've loved them, and you, you and I have talked about them. And I become, I, I have now kind of this love for them through you. Where I looked at Boba Fett, I was worried about that Wookiee braid, and <laughs> I, and I never really looked at his knees, which is weird because I grew up a uh, big baseball fan, uh, still am, but I grew up wanting to be a catcher. Which catcher gear is not unlike Boba Fett gear you got knee pads shoulder pads all these pads so i just got kind of poison somewhere right yeah oh, absolutely you got fxf3 on there um so yeah i never focused on it but it was aware of it and and this is why again i love these journeys so later in my star wars fandom life uh suddenly the the knowledge the complete awareness of knee darts enters my life and uh why i enjoy the journey and, su and surprises of, of, of where it can take you as a fan yeah, I mean, I, my enthusiasm for the knee darts is strong, uh, but I think I went on kind of a similar journey of like, I was aware of them when I was young, and then I think they slipped from my mind, that that those sad moments <laughs> in my life where I wasn't thinking about knee darts as much, uh, maybe uh, jobs and marriage, but then knee darts came roaring back. Uh, I think, I, I don't remember exactly when, but when Star Wars was kind of ramping up again, you know, in 2012, when the sale had been made, new movies were coming. It was just one of those details that popped back to my mind of like, oh, yeah, that's one of the reasons that I, I've always loved Star Wars, because it's full of these just 
weird details. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons I'm most fascinated with the Need Arts, Ken, going back to youth, is I there's so many things that I could Google where the information was, mm-hmm. but I can't Google where I found it. I don't yeah. know how I knew that Boba Fett had knee darts. I, it was probably on a tops, uh, you know, collecting card, right? A bubblegum card. Um, it might have been in, you know, a, a, some version of a novelization of of uh, Empire Strikes Back or a picture book. But it's just as possible that my brother came home and told me that somebody on the playground told him that Boba Fett had knee darts. And like, right? <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, that's basically what what Wikipedia was or Wikipedia was somebody told my brother on the playground, he told me and I just accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't check sources. So I, it's one of those star Wars things where I just kind of, I grew up with it in cultural osmosis and I could, I can Google and find out where the information existed, but I will ne- never remember for myself as an individual when or how it entered my mind. Yeah, that is, it's a great point. And, and this is neat arts uh, is, is a pretty specific example of this journey. Cause uh, I, I'm, I'm even as you're talking, I'm kind of thinking and, and replaying back. I don't, I don't have a lot of memories of conversations and that's definitely how information get, got passed, including, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Well, you know, George was going to make them a planet of Wookiees and then they turned the Ewoks, which <laughs> turns out was kind of tr- not exactly what was going to happen. It was an early, early, early draft. Of uh, Star Wars overall, but yeah, that's and so yeah, darts. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I have to go call up my friends after the show. I'm going to call up my friends. And be like, how come we didn't talk about knee darts? <laughs> Why was this not the focus of our existence in fourth grade? <laughs> come on. Uh, so I think for me, this is maybe the uh, the million uh, uh, datary question mm. uh, for knee darts. Are yeah. they cool to you? Are they funny? Are they somewhere in between? What are they to you? Uh, well, I do have a Google search up and there's a thread uh, out there on the internet, uh, actually in the dented helmet, and it's just titled Help Mounting Knee Darts. Um, <laughs> I consider this now cool. <laughs> yeah. So like Boba Fett armor builders are very well aware of knee darts yeah. and their variations between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And- yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, you know, to your question specifically, I, I think it's a mixture of all of it. And it is a great example of the little details of Star Wars that we love. Something that makes sense for this very dangerous bounty hunter character going through the galaxy. Uh, I don't know. It's like a little holdout blaster, a derringer hidden in your belt or your sleeve or something. It's just like, oh, you thought they were extra bullets, which I think maybe at one point I probably thought they were as a kid. And no, it's it's my knee darts. And so therefore it becomes it's almost so over the top. Like, does he got like armpit daggers, uh, you know, <laughs> eye lasers like it, it, you could almost go that far. Like it's a James Bond kind of tool but then it's like it it it's it's the old uh you know i heard one one beck described oasis in the 90s so not punk that they go around to be punk again like it's just this circle of <laughs> it's so silly that it becomes so cool and i think that's what i think about knee darts i think it's the same thing that's the reason that i, I think probably when as a kid i just thought they were cool and i just thought that boba fett was so scary because mm. He was this, you know, not only the the only person who could outsmart Han Solo and take him down, uh, but just this idea of somebody like, I am a walking closet of weaponry. I am just, I'm an armory, uh, you know, <laughs> that can stroll about town. Uh, and knee darts were just like, well, yeah, I mean, you, you got to put weapons everywhere and I don't want knees to go to waste. Uh, but, you know, as I got older and he was really enjoying Star Wars for, uh, both the the depth and the 
big ideas and themes and also like just the wild adventure and the silliness of it. The knee darts are this perfect thing of like from this exact angle, it is the coolest thing ever. Mm. But shifting over just a few degrees, it is beautifully stupid. And I mean that as a compliment, right? And I think you you got to it with your jokes of like, I don't think of knees as the strongest part of the human body, right? Mm-mm. I think that's the thing for me of like, that's what makes him, it funny about like, the, oh God, his, his terrifying eyes, you know, his, yeah. uh, his amazing uh, fists, that blaster of doom that he pulls from his hip. Like uh, all these things can connotate fear and obviously- Knees can be used to hit people. I'm mm. aware of that. I've seen that. I've experienced that. Um, but you don't, th- I, I think of my knees as, ooh, be careful of them. <laughs> yes. Not be afraid of them. Especially, I remember my first knee injury in like sixth grade. I think that's where uh, my focus on knee darts shifted. Uh, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and you were making the joke about, what did you say uh, about the armpit daggers, right? Armpit daggers, right? Something like that. I mean, yeah, right. Like yeah, a, I mean, that's what's funny to me about it. Like, if you learn that he, like, yeah, he, you know, he has nostril flares, like, so he can shoot those out of his nose if it's dark, you know, or <laughs> literal nostril flares, <laughs> nostril flares, nostrils. Boo, boo, boo. yeah, like um, he's got poison capsules in his elbows. So, if you know, like, yeah, even that's uh, cooler than yeah. knee darts in a way. Uh, yeah, that, I think yeah. that's a big part of why they're so funny to me. And that image in Mandalorian season two of. After he's just gone on that rampage with the gaffy stick, he's got his armor back and he's gone on a rampage with, you know, uh, the blaster on his bracelet. He's done the like the hyper punch of the stormtrooper in the gut. He's done all these cool things. And for that part of the battle, the the big finish is putting that leg up on the rock and firing <laughs> from the knee. From the knee. And that's what breaks people. That's what breaks the stormtroopers. Like, look at, look at, we could handle everything except that guy's knees. We gotta go. We can't, we can't stand up to the sheer, vo- we can't repel knee firepower of that magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see that flippity, fli- uh, flippity, uh, fin of uh, Akbar. <laughs> we can't repel knee firepower. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So it's like, it's that once funny and it, and also awesome at the exact same time to me. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, and, and Star Wars does this a lot where like, I've never been a fan of Jackson, the rabbit. And then Kevin Scott comes along and writes all these things and, and turns me into a fan. And one of the reasons is he's like, yeah, you might think this is silly, but so is, you know, shrimp calamari people. That's just as silly. Why do you love them and not Jackson and, and knee darts? It's like, well, it's kind of silly. But, uh, you know, it's also perfect for Star Wars. Our armpit daggers wouldn't be too far behind if they were out there. <laughs> no, maybe uh, armpit nets. Can he shoot yeah. nets from his armpits? Yeah. Perfect. Right. Uh, so I, I am curious a little bit more about your childhood experience. I mm-hmm. can't remember who talked about this. Did you have the Kenner Boba Fett action figure? I did not. I did not. I, I, I coveted uh, it because um, I still think Boba Fett is one of, if not the best, just design of, of a character in Star Wars. I think it's a, it's a standard bearer for a lot of designs to come. So I wanted one, but I, it was not until the uh, Power of the Force line that I got one. Okay. So um, I didn't have, well, I had one in my household. Uh, my brother and I had our own action figures, and Boba Fett was very much his action figure. 
Uh, I had Bosk and, and some other bounty hunters, uh, but he had Boba Fett and Dengar. And sometimes we'd line up our figures and we'd say, um, okay, well, we're, we're going <laughs> to, we were very organized in our play. Like, well, we're going to play and we can play with a few of one another's action figures. Uh, Boba Fett, I never got to play with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boba Fett was my brother's guy uh, yeah. when we were kids. So if I wanted to spend a lot of quality time with that action figure, it would have to be like, you know, when my brother was at school and I had a sick day and I, you know, go stare at Boba Fett for a while. Uh, but even as a kid, when I knew that he had knee darts, I, you know, I didn't focus on that part of the action figure, but it's there. I, I Googled it. Those bumps are there from the beginning. Really? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Gosh. Um. So, did you ever notice the 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 little bumps on the Power of the Force Two action figure? Uh, I probably did. Was wasn't playing with them as much as I wanted to. Key, that's the key to that. I wanted to play with the figures. <laughs> I, I probably put them in, uh, kept them all uh, safe uh, to sell at a great price later. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely did. It was more like again, like when I set up top, like I was, I was the oh, do you know that's a Wookiee braid guy. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like that was how I led probably many conversations about Boba Fett. And and eventually <laughs> people were like, yes, Ken, we, we, we've seen the film, the characters. Yes, we get it. That was my little, uh, did you know? Yeah. Yeah. I focused on that in the action figure. I'm sure I did appreciate it. Might've been on the, you know, at some point in that time where I was uh, reminded about uh, the, the joy of need arts uh, for a while there. So I, I remember like I had that, I took that one out of the package, the power of the force mm. Two Boba Fett had him on display and, and stared at him a lot. I appreciated the Wookiee braid as well. Uh, you yeah. mentioned a little bit about having knee pads cause you did play sports. Uh, did you ever want to have darts? Did you ever, you made that connection when you were, when you were uh, dressed up for sporting, did yeah. it ever make you feel like you were a cool star Wars guy? Absolutely. First of all, I love dressing up for sporting. It's a thing. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was uh, my favorite position in, uh, I didn't play football. Um, uh, I was a bad baseball player, but my favorite position in position I play a lot was catcher. So you, you kind of, you know, you feel like Boba Fett, you got the mask, you got, uh, you know, a lot of gear on you and you have those knee pads, um, the, the shin guards and everything. I uh, that, but I also, uh, later on, as, as a lot of people know, got involved in professional wrestling, even though I wasn't a regular wrestler, I was a, a manager and I had to wear knee pads underneath my, uh, suit, my literal, I, I wore a suit by the ringside because you never knew when you were going to, something was going to happen. And I remember putting those on and that did make me feel like I was a Star Wars character. So I think subconsciously <laughs> I was connecting to uh, Boba Fett and I would have loved some knee darts during that time. Oh yeah. Knee darts would be great in professional wrestling. I just, <laughs> I had this weird image because the, uh, the, the um, stereotype of hitting people with chairs in professional <laughs> wrestling of like, what if you had wrestling knee pads that shot out little tiny chairs? Let me let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something. I would have loved that because I got hit in the head with a chair so hard by someone who's currently uh, a top uh, executive in WWE. It gave me a concussion for three days. And in that moment, I would have loved to turn around and just knee darted him. <laughs> now, would you want it to have been the toxic knee darts of the uh, Legends uh, continuity? Or, I mean, it, they could still be toxic, but in uh, Mandalorian... Uh, season two, they do appear to be some sort of fizzing explosive device. I, I would have preferred the fizzing explosive device. Uh, certainly wouldn't want permanent harm uh, or brains boiling. But <laughs> I'm not saying I don't want that in life elsewhere. I do drive in L.A. traffic. So. That is true. Uh, that the darts uh, cause the brain to release its stored energy, thus boiling the target's brain, which... That seems like an elaborate setup to me of like you could shoot uh, a person who doesn't have a lot of stored up brain energy and it wouldn't work. Their brain would only come to a low simmer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, 
Another thing I wanted to be sure to to ask you about, because uh, this was something, a discovery for me in doing this, is I think at some point I was aware that Django had whatever Boba had and more. Uh, mm-hmm. But in a lot of my Boba Fett's Need Arts uh, Googles, Django came up, you know, from armor builders or from people talking about, like, both uh, Django and Boba, of course, had these. So I've always thought about the armor as this sort of symbolic thing of meaning that, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Boba got from his father. Uh, but just thinking of all of the the kit that he got, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> all the weaponry, it's funny to me to think that, like, when when Boba gets up in the morning and he straps on his knee darts, mm. does he think of his dad? Is that like a tender moment of like <laughs> he hears a sentimental rock song that his dad liked while he's putting on his knee darts? Darts in the knees and the silver spoons. <laughs> exactly. Um, I absolutely think he does. I think. I think it's yeah. He gets a, he gets the Boba. He gets the bounty hunter starter kit from his dad and. Uh, I, you know, I just think he, he, you know, probably thinks, and, and maybe this is something we'll get in Boba, Boba Fett storytelling of just like my dad set me up for the right way to go around the galaxy. And yeah. y- a man needs a, or a woman or anyone needs a good knee dart. Yeah. <laughs> I can see this being, uh, this is not an actual prediction for the show, but I can be, see it, see it being spun as like my dad sat me down and said, if you're going to strap ar- armor on to be defensive, also mm-hmm. make sure it's offensive as well because yeah you need to protect your knees but you also need something to shoot from them (laughs) yes always offense boba all right uh so we always like to to make it personal we have a little bit uh talking about uh ken's uh uh, sports uh days his days of sporting Uh, i didn't have a lot of days of sporting i think i i think i wore knee pads for uh i briefly played soccer in uh, in junior high and in high school, and I had knee pads, but uh, I think I was a uh, too busy just literally trying to stay alive. To yeah. <laughs> think about knee darts, uh, but we like to imagine bringing whatever we're talking about into the real world. So, Ken, if knee darts were real, and someone threatened you with them, would you be frightened or would you laugh it off? I would absolutely be wary. I would be frightened. I might be one of the stormtroopers running. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> look. I, I've uh, I've I, I've uh, frisk searched a few people in my day, Joseph, and you you never know what you find. And I would absolutely be concerned of that. I would I would not. Uh, in fact, I'd be probably like in awe. Be like I'm backing off, but I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it depends on like what else they're wearing, right? Um, yeah. He's like, Boba Fett, we're having some fun with his knee darts, but he is riddled with weapons. He is dressed in terrifying armor. You don't know who is truly behind the mask. Uh, but if somebody was just <laughs> uh, wearing, you know, like uh, tight jeans and they really had to work to roll them up, you know, yeah. to reveal the knee dart, that might not scare me <laughs> as much. Hold, hold on. Hold on. I'm rolling. This up. I'm rolling it up. Yeah, sorry, I, I, jeggings don't really go with knee darts, but I'm working on it. Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe, but I, it's just such a again. I know knees can actually do real yeah. damage, uh, but it's just so funny to imagine you turn down an alley and somebody's like, "Careful, I've got you covered," <laughs> and they just <laughs> a little a little dance move where their knee pops up a little a little fossy yeah. threatening. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So if you, in contrast, had uh, knee darts and mm. you could shoot anything uh, from the knee pads, mm. what would you want to shoot? Would it would it be fizzy darts? Would it be poison darts? What would you want to shoot from your offensive knee pads? Go with me here. I'm going to take the technology. 
I'm going to take the technology of knee darts, uh, something that uh, shoots from your knees, and I'm going to apply it to the art, uh, one of my favorite things, the art of eating. Um, <laughs> I want different knee darts where it's like one is pepper, one's maybe a salt and pepper mix, a garlic salt mix, <laughs> uh, maybe a, a, a barbecue sauce, ketchup, uh, spicy mustard, all those kind of things, uh, uh, vegan mayo like I love. And so that way, often when I eat. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's like uh, an animal in, in the wild finding <laughs> it's pretty messy. And so I, I forget things a lot. Like, ah, yeah, I forgot the barbecue sauce. Um, and I think I could just shoot them up and into the, and it would, it, it's like the fizzy, uh, the fizzy explosions with the stormtroopers you described there in Mando just, boom, so it explodes kind of on the food and oh, salt and pepper evenly distributed. Nice, nice. That it, it, it creates an interesting picture of how you'd have to arrange your body to eat. <laughs> Well, normally I'm sitting down, crouched, hunched over a table from a couch, so the knee is kind of already there. <laughs> that is really perfect. When I'm when I'm jammed in by my coffee table, eating a hot dog in front of the television, it's an yeah. it's an easy spurt from my knee <laughs> to flavor my hot dog. A knee dart helps with a an easy spurt of mustard. That's what an easy spurt of mustard. That that's so peaceful. That's so beautiful. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna say a violent thing and then a peaceful thing. <laughs> <laughs> I you know uh, tranks. You know some some tranks. You know I I wouldn't be against having some some trank darts. I don't want to make anybody's brain boil. Uh, but you know every mm. once in a while you're out in the world and somebody's being difficult and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, th there's some temptation, right? You know, yeah. uh, when you're at uh, the airport and, you know, people are standing when they don't need to. <laughs> I'm not saying I'd use them. I'm just saying I'd like to. Are, I wouldn't are, actually you, use them. Are you going to use these on the plane against the early standers after landing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, it, that's only going to cause a little bit more disruption, but the temptation is there. Yeah. I think to me it's about like, uh, obviously, uh, for Boba Fett, he's using those knee darts loud and proud, but there's there's that hope that they could be really subtle. <laughs> it would just be like, I just kind of <laughs> bend yeah. my knee at somebody uh, and they fall over and nobody knows why. Yes. Oh, and exactly. nobody's going to go, oh, these obviously came from a, a knee pad. All right, who's got the knee pad rocket launcher on this flight? Like, <laughs> nobody yes. know. Uh, that is a uh, uh, fantasy that I, I would not actually follow through on. I'm inspired by you, Ken. What I would do is uh, uh, I want to be doing uh, more walking, more hiking in the new year. Uh, so what I would do is uh, fill them with water because uh, then I could have a little support for my knees and then <laughs> have a really weird posture to uh, shoot water into my mouth from my knee. Oh, no, that's that, that's genius. Safe for hiking. And then also because, uh, you know, we uh, live out here in L.A., it's a little hot during the summer. So a lot of you listening are in hotter areas. Uh, eventually all of us are going to be in hotter areas, right? Um, <laughs> having the knee dart and it launches up right above you, explodes, and a nice mist of water to keep you cool. Oh, yeah, cooling mist. Hey, you know what? Let's put some fireworks in there for the kids, too. Let's just yeah. shoot everything we can out of our knees. <laughs> just like Boba Fett intended. Exactly. These are for celebration too, Boba. They have fireworks. Uh, all right, let's move on to our final rating. Uh, we are going to rate the wild and weird factor of Boba Fett's knee darts as we do every episode. Our rating scale is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, and that is Lobot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least and 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give Boba Fett's knee darts? I am actually going to go what I would think might be high. I'm going to go seven Lobots. 
And seven Lobots, wow. Seven, I, I think when you really discuss it, we're having a great time discussing these things. There's something like we said, it, it seems so right. And it seems so right from for Boba Fett. But we are having a conversation about little rocket darts on a knee. That's kind of weird in a wonderful Star Wars weird way. We we say Star Wars, uh, it's deep, it's profound, and it's also silly. And this is pretty silly. And so, therefore, I love it. And I'm going to rate it seven low bots. That is really great. I'm going to go even higher. I'm going to do eight and a half low bot heads, partially because I just want to see a half a low bot head. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go eight and a half because this, to me, is in some ways a perfect summary of star Wars. I think it's why I've been going on about it of the, the cool meets the silly on mm -hmm. one hand, it makes perfect sense. Just like those early illustrations, like we're trying to, to make a, a, at the time, a super trooper, the baddest character possible, right. just uh, covered head to toe with weaponry. Of course, we'll stick something there, uh, but it is also just so weird and fun. And, and I think that that extra head and a half for me is the fact that while this is known it is a little deeper. It is a little weirder there. You know, it has popped up in legends. Uh, obviously we did learn about it as kids armors uh, who, who make Boba and Django costumes know all about it, but you do have to dig a little deeper, which makes it just a little bit weirder, a little bit of a, of a deeper dive. I am in full agreement on that. Excellent. Well, we have had a thrilling time talking about Boba Fett's knee darts and we hope to see them firing even more. If you want to find links to all things Force Center, you can just check out our Twitter page at Force Center Pod. That's got links to absolutely everything. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me at Ken Napsuck or go to my website, KenNapsuck.com. Excellent. And you can follow me on all the social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com for all of my comedy adventures. For now, that's it. We have dived deep into Boba Fett's knee darts. 